and JP on 102.5 The Bone. Roger JP Show, 800-771-1025-727-579-1025. I'll tell you, every headline for this story is drawing me in more and more. And the shooter? The shooter in Lewiston, Maine. I just... You know, in the beginning, I was like, God, this is horrible. Why do we have people who are so evil? And I was hoping they would just find him, like, within the, that ten, two hours, 24 hours. I'm like, God, they still haven't found him. But this guy's good. While. Well, this headline is the one that got me just seconds ago. We're not saying the suspect is in the water, is the quote from the press conference. And then the, the uh, press writes, but divers and sonar are at the Lisbon boat launch. Lisbon is the town, I believe, next to uh, Lewiston. So... So I, is he like on a boat? In, you mean? I don't know if he's on a boat, but they're talking about having divers in there. Maybe he's maybe he's got something where he's under the water. Maybe he's doing the Rambo thing with the straw through the reeds what and he's going he's through SpongeBob. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what they're thinking. I don't know, but they they're uh, looking for if this guy prepared for this ahead of time and he's a wilderness expert and he's a marksman and all this stuff. I mean, is it beyond him to know how to survive, not just on the land, but maybe to make his way in the water where they can't track him and yeah. make his way down a river or something, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but under the water where they can't see him, I don't know. It's cold up there, though. I don't know how you would do it, but if you're prepared, maybe he's got oxygen tanks. Is. I know. I don't know what this guy's This doing. guy has been, you know, he was in a mental health facility, and he was been hearing voices. And yeah. everybody's coming forward, like anybody close to him, like, listen, he's been hearing voices, he's having a mental break, like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, well then how did he still have, if, if right. he was in, if he spent two weeks in a mental health facility just this past summer, how does he still have access to his firearms? Because I would think common sense would be that's the first thing they take away. And right. then you'd have to go, I would think, in my mind, the way it would be set up is like, okay, you'd lose them. And then over a period of times, meeting with a doctor or with a mm-hmm. social worker, you they would say, back. okay, now would they lie to me, you know, mm-hmm. depending on how important, depending on what's more important to them, their mental health or their guns, or the firearms, yeah. you know, if it was their mental health, maybe they would say, okay, I just need to, I need to get better. I need to get better. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this thing's, and they just, I read, they put into law like a yellow flag thing, like this thing, they put this into law where the mental health thing would set off a yellow flag and then they wouldn't be allowed to. Right. The thing is, people come forward now and say that they heard him say, or I don't know who it was who said he said he was hearing voices, but they're not the ones who need to know. The people who need to know have to be told, but then what do you do? You go, you have to, as a regular person, be like, I heard him say he's hearing voices. Who do you tell? I guess you tell a cop. Because that cop has to then tell the, cop, the authorities. Okay, you'd have to tell more. Well, in Mike, his case, who else do we tell? In his case, I would think you would have to go maybe to the military because isn't he still a reservist? How do I don't even know how to do that? How would I do that? That's what I mean. Like you could tell a cop who can be like, all right, this person you hearing voices. Great. There's but, firearms. But yeah. then there's so many people who hear voices who aren't this guy, firearms expert. And, you know, and uh, shoot, a shooting instructor type thing, you know? I had a neighbor. So then it's not as alarming. I had a neighbor, and the him and the wife were, were constantly going at it. And he was drinking, she was drinking, all this other mm. stuff. And the cops had come multiple times. I was like, this is the most white trash nonsense ever, because mm. it just kept happening. And then she made the cops take his guns. Like, he was like, listen, I don't feel safe, because at the time they were still living together. Mm-hmm. And the guns, the guns were in the house, and they came in and took everything. Like he had to fight to get his stuff back. Yeah, you know. 
I mean, if you if it raises the level where the cops are visiting your house because of your anger and maybe arguments or uh, an assault or something, I, I could see where that could easily happen. Could. I don't know if it does. I don't know if that follows. I would feel like the biggest piece of garbage if the cops showed up at my house Oof. for domestic violence. Oh, horrible. Just garbage. Like, I feel like I am just the lowest yeah. of the low. We were... We've been woken up a couple times at like 2.30 in the morning because of flashing lights across the street at Crazy Pete's house. And uh, now he's no longer there. They live in that, you know, that old original neighborhood house that's hidden by the woods type thing. Yeah. And, Is that uh, the one where the, the, it almost burnt down and you went, yeah. in, you went and saved lives? <laughs> sure did. Raj yeah, put that's his cape right. on. Hero. Yes, I he put did. put his cape on and ran inside. Ran inside. Everybody got was- that. What? Everybody was running away and Roger was running in. That's right. Yep. I ran into the trouble mm-hmm. instead of away from the trouble and I got the KFC bucket off the oven coil and threw it outside because that's what was on fire. They had left the bucket of chicken on a, uh, a stove coil that was turned on mm. when the power was off and then the power came on and you know, uh, who cooked they the bucket. Kid, who they kidding? Kentucky Fried cooked the chicken. They didn't do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. And, and then, They cooked the bucket. And then my favorite part is uh, when you uh, shouted upstairs, right? Trying to see if anybody yeah. was in the oh, house. Oh, yeah. That's right. Can I hear the invitation of, uh, of Crazy Pete's wife? Yeah, I, I called up Can several times when I was looking to see if anybody was alive in the house because uh, Pete was <laughs> propped up on a bed, uh, leaning against the wall with his eyes closed, looked dead as could be, with the dog, a giant uh, white, off-white uh, uh, pit bull, uh, laying at his feet on on the bed, sleeping as well. I'm like, are they too dead? Was, is there like uh, noxious fumes in here? And I'm like, hello, oh hello. Then I hear, what? <laughs> <laughs> she just, <laughs> oh my god, she was. If you do that impression one more time, we're gonna lose you for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I already feel like I have a sore throat. <laughs> she she was upstairs, separate, and uh, they turned out to be okay. Flash forward to like last week. She passed away about six months ago. Oh. And then Pete, last week, uh, apparently the house is sold, and I watched him get in the van and Aww, leave. I think bye, he went Pete. to a veteran's, fortunately, a veteran's home so he can be taken care of because he was in the Vietnam War. Aww. But he was like, if you ever saw the old guy on the cover of the Jethro Tull Aqualung album, that's how he looks. Oh, long beard, long hair, hunched over, carrying a giant walking stick, uh, patrolling his property, that kind of stuff. Walking down the road to the store, taking like four hours the, to go there and back. The way you describe him is like the guy on the back of the, of the uh, what is it, the insert from Led Zeppelin 4? When you pull it out. Also similar. Guy. You know yes. what I'm talking about? <laughs> Very is similar. Is that the insert? It's not the back side of the cover, right? Is no, that, it's, like, it's, it's, it's the, the actual it, cover. I mean, it's um, no. it's how Zeppelin When you four, fold it open? Yeah, with stairway I believe to, like, that's correct. The stairway to heaven thing? I believe it folds open. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, I haven't looked at the vinyl copy in a long time, but I mean, that's, that's crazy Pete. And so now he's gone, and it's either he sold it and got money for it, which is great, which will pay for him to be in the veteran's home uh, very well, actually, or the rumor is his wife's family, that's the house his wife grew up in, apparently the sisters own it, and they might have sold it out from under him, in which case is at the vet's home, and uh, we're all paying for that, which is fine. Right. But uh, they may have gotten the money and been like, Pete, you're out of here. Now that our sister's dead, uh, you're out of the house. And so we got booted. And the dog I saw hop up into a truck, and Pete went with the dog. Now, I don't know if the dog's with him or the dog had to go to somebody else. Yeah, there's no way the dog is at I don't think it's at a vet's home. No. But those were two different trips on like a week no. apart. Yeah. So uh, now the house sits think... there with garbage bags in front of it, and nothing's happened since. Back to the guy. This, what, what's his last name? Card? Yeah, Robert Card. Yeah. I don't think they're going to find him anytime soon, but I don't think he's underwater with a straw. All right, so if he's not in the, so they're searching the water. Let's say, all right, so he's not in the water. Before I saw this headline, I was thinking, all right, they say he's in the woods, and the woods are very dense around there. They sent his photo 
to the cell phones of every single yeah. New York City cop, mm-hmm. New York New York State trooper. Mm-hmm. All of them got a blast on their phone yep. with this guy's face. As did Massachusetts and tri- Canada. Just in case he tries to cross over, right? Right, because the border's not, you know, that unreasonable, and neither is going to Massachusetts or New York. Right. Uh, but uh, they're saying that the woods are very dense uh, outside of Lewiston, and his family, and they're, they're all farming families, they have hundreds of acres or something. And uh, just two weeks ago, uh, one of his neighbors, actually, I read today, said, I just saw him, you know, farming in the field with his brother or dad or something, clearing a field. So two weeks ago, he was just doing normal small-town farming stuff, and uh, he said if he's in the woods, he knows the woods inside out. And so, again, if this guy prepped for this, yeah. He could have all sorts of places with supplies and all that, and he could be in the woods for a long time yeah. and not move, yeah. and then nobody knows where he is. Right. How do you find someone who isn't moving out from you know whatever he created ahead of time? They'll figure it out. So, I know they had who knows? A couple hundred cops yeah. outside his house yesterday because someone thought they may have seen movement in the house. Oh. So they weren't going to roll the dice. There were a couple hundred cops outside the house. Yeah. But then I was like, eh, it seems too easy for this dude from what I've read about this guy. Well, if it goes on you much know. longer, I'm sure Dog the Bounty Hunter will want to hop in and get some yeah. headlines and, uh, sure. you know, come in and find him himself since, you know, hundreds of cops and sure. experts can't find him. I'm His sure. beautiful flowing locks. Yes. <laughs> I think I saw a video that last night where mm-hmm. he actually is. Are you serious? Making headlines. Already? For, yeah. Great. He usually waits a little longer. Wow. Dog. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe let's get everybody in there. This guy is so dangerous. You don't, you don't let a guy who knows a bounty hunter on TV come in there. This guy will pick you off. This has got to be one of the more dangerous manhunts, I would think, considering What do you do if you live there? Like, because the whole shelter-in-place thing or whatever. Yeah. I'm just, like, not leaving the house. Yeah, the schools are closed. Yeah. And everybody's supposed to shelter in place because they have no idea where he is. Imagine what a big area that is. Did any of you see Patriot's Day? No. Mm-mm. Patriot's Day was that mm, movie. It was based on the it's like bombing. early 90s. Right. Yeah. No, well, no, it was based on the, I think it's Patriot Day, right? Mm-hmm. The movie about the, the bombing. The marathon? Yeah, the marathon bombing, yeah. yeah. So it's when, early 2000s. Oh, when, I wanted to see that. When those, um, mm. Sar, what was the name, Sar something, the brothers, and they were on the loose. Yeah. And every, I mean, everything was shut. Yeah. Everything was quiet. Nobody, like, and then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose on some block. Yeah. And people's houses are getting shot at. There's Craziness. cops putting, like, bricks on the gas of the car so they can hide behind the open doors to go after these kids. Like, it was wild. Yeah. That movie was wild. Right. And then they found him, like, in somebody's boat right. that was on oh. blocks in, in their co- backyard, right? Co- they, well, they killed the one brother. Right. And Sarnev, I think. And that guy was, like, re- okay, the movie version... Yeah. That guy just like refused to die. Like they were, right. they were pumping this kid with everything they had, and he was not stopping. And finally, they ended up. Like, did they run him over? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then the <laughs> other brother got away, and they ended up finding him by using like some infrared, yep. like for heat. Yeah, and yeah. they found him like in a boat in somebody's right. backyard. I mean, you're gonna tell to find this guy unless he already prepared for that. Is it is it Patriots Day? Do I have the movie yeah, I think right? You're right? Yeah. That movie was phenomenal. Yeah, intense, huh? Phenomenal. I think what Monica was thinking of the Harrison Ford movie Patriot Games. Patriot oh, Games. That was the early like, 90s. That's another good 90s. movie. Okay. However, uh, yeah. That's a good movie. Hey, Tom's on line one. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, JP, you know how you're always talking about the media over exaggerates things to make it sound more important than it really is? Yeah. So last night, CNN, Anderson Cooper. And I'm not kidding. He's standing in the studio while the two guys from CNN are at the scene of the house where they were surrounded by cops. 
Anderson Cooper's talking like this. Uh, we have people there. They're, they're right on the floor. They're going to be looking inside. the. They're right there. And the guy, he goes, can you tell us what's happening there? And the guy comes down with his mic. He goes, yeah, we're standing here in the driveway. We're with the, I mean, he's louder than Anderson Cooper. And Anderson Cooper's nowhere near the house. And it's like Anderson Cooper standing behind the house, looking in the windows, trying to give it. It's just hilarious the way he was doing it. And I'm, I'm listening to this. Yeah. Uh, we got a window. They got a, a light on the window. They thought they saw movement, but now they're not sure. They're backing away. And then Anderson Cooper comes back on. We're going to go to the guy on the other side of the house now. What do you see from your vantage point? Uh, same thing, Anderson. We really don't see much. It was hilarious. <laughs> was yeah. Was Anderson Cooper the guy? I forgot. He's what the, believe he's there. Was he the one? Yeah. And I don't right. remember. I don't remember which storm it was. But he was like standing in like waist deep water. But then the photos came out, and his photog is like sitting right there, dry as a bone. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was him. No, that wasn't him, JP. That was a different guy from a different network. And then they okay. show he was, that guy was pretending to be blowing in the wind. And then there was a guy walking behind him in a pair of shorts, like nothing was happening. Yeah, that was a different. That was a whole different. But yeah, there you go. Hey, thanks, thanks, Tom. Sean's online too. Gotta love him, right? Jesus, yeah, Sean. Hey. Hey, guys. I, I flew in the Navy. I have a station in Brunswick, Maine, which is right where this guy's around. Oh, really? Uh, right above there is the survival school for Navy and Marines. It's called Tier School, Survival, Evasion, Resistance, Escape School. And, like, that's where you go. It's like a POW oh. camp, and they do stuff to you if you're, before you can, like, fly in the military and get a right. So that place is – there's nothing to eat because I remember when they brought us out there, they've been bringing people out there to survive for, like, 20 years and the guy the instructors were like hey there ain't nothing for y'all to eat the rabbits and deers are like waving to you when you go out and oh, but there's also really? nobody walking around out there because you got like probably 20 25 military guys that are going through survival school out there so i don't know if they're going to catch them or even be around there because do you think guys, did he go through that survival school because he seems to know stuff they're saying they talk about being a survivalist i don't know if it was formal training did you do you know that if if he was in the military and, and a lot of the instructors, he, and yeah. I mean, that's what, that's who lives in, up there and who's stationed up there. Yeah. The guys that are, you know, the instructors or, you know, they work at the survival camp and it's basically a week where you have to go out and survive for a week in the wilderness with nothing but, you know, your survival knife and your flight suit. And when we don't even have weapons. And then when you get in, it's like a POW camp where they kind of torture you and do some stuff to you. Um, for a week. But, Sounds fun. Um, so you went through all that just so you can fly just so you can fly planes? Well, it's anybody that has certain clearances. So you'll have mm. like any of your special ops guys go through there. Yep. Um Marine recon will go through anybody who flies in the military so that if you get captured you can they give you a sense, like they said, it's a sense of what it's gonna be like Could if happen. you're in a POW camp, but it's not close to it. You know, so, so then Sean, what was the most real worst thing they put you through? so that you could simulate what might happen to you? Like, what was the worst actual well, physical thing or mental thing they did to you? The, the mental thing that they did to us um, was, because you go out there with a group of people, but you're basically by yourself surviving, and they capture you one at a time. And if you're not captured within the first week, they take you for a week, and, and then they put you in a POW camp. And when I went through, which was a, over a decade ago, what they did was, you're starving to death because there's nothing to eat. Like I said, all the food, they teach you how to find food, but all that food's been gone. And they will walk you in to question you, and they'll have food in there to eat. But they'll say, unless you tell us something, you can't mm. eat any of that. But right. what they'll do is they'll pick one person, and they'll say, tell them, 
Well, we already made those guys. Your, your, your buddy's already ate, so you eat your sandwich, but we're not asking nothing, so go sit outside on the steps and eat. So then everybody out there is watching that person thing, and they told <laughs> something. Right, so right. It's mental games like that. You oh know, Messing with your head, yeah. Yikes. I mean, yeah. that's what would happen. I, that makes a lot of sense, I guess. And you know what kills me? Wow. A lot of the guys that go through that stuff get off on it. Yeah, you know? They want to be able to like they, they, deal with it, right? Like they dig it, you know? Is that true, Sean, you think? Well, well, we had a couple of people that didn't get off on it, but they broke their legs. And, like, we had a Marine that got his knee got so messed up that uh, he ended up having to get out of the military. So, because they do or three, like, they, they beat you, waterboard you, all kinds of fun things. I don't, wow. you know, I said, I don't know what it is now because we're in a whole different world where maybe yeah. they care about you and tell you you can't on. have your TikTok. Maybe that's the thing they do now. <laughs> <laughs> how long ago? How long ago did you no. go through it? Uh, I went through back in the early '80s, late uh, early '90s, late '80s. When, oh yeah, that's like, a different. That's world. when water. That's when waterboarding waterboarding was still cool. That was before <laughs> anybody knew what it was. Right, right. right. You're so right. But I, ever... I'm six. I'm six foot two, and I know there was a Filipino instructor from the military that kept punching me. Well, not punching me, but with a <laughs> open hand slap would hit me and tell me I wasn't Rambo the whole time I was out there. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So, don't you, at that point, don't you just want to tell him, like, when I get out of here, I am going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know? they've had some Navy SEALs. They, they won't, I, to my knowledge, uh, they don't send a lot of SEALs through at the same time because they did have some special ops guys that actually went through and basically escaped and grabbed some of the instructors. I bet. And, had their fun with them. So there's been a lot. I, like I said, I, it, it's really meant, I mean, honestly, I went through when I was a younger kid. I'm like 57 now. But when I went through, it basically teaches you that you could pretty much go through anything. After that, I became a cave diver, snorkeling. Wow. I raced cars. Because wow. after a while, you start going, you know what? I made it through that. There ain't nothing in the world that you can't get through. Yeah. So wow, that's the point of it. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Sean. Appreciate thanks, it. Man. All right. That's really cool. Really? I can't Thanks. imagine me not. I can't imagine myself. Yeah. Some guy open hand smacking me and like I got to take it, dude. And, yeah. and, 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 and this guy's six two, and the Filipino guys. Oh, you know, right. that's why you said that. He's a little I guy, would, and he's got to let him do hit you him. Understand? If you hit me one more time, I will crush you like a goddamn grape. <laughs> but that's the, that's the worst part, JP. Is then you're like not only right. can you not do anything, if you I, do, mm-hmm. you're in even worse trouble. Like so, I you're screwed either way. I know. I You're a prisoner. I I'd wait, but I'd wait till I got out of there. <laughs> when I got out of there and I had nothing to lose, I would bust I'm that I'm waiting guy for you up. to drive your you little government though. car outside the gates. No, when I'm done. I'm talking <laughs> about when I'm done. Yeah. I know, but you the, wouldn't because you'd be beat down. That's the whole point. No. You wouldn't have that mentality. You'd be like, you're just, you're beat down. They They won. Mm-mm. When I'm out of the military is what I'm talking about. Yeah, when you're done. I know. I'm, I'm saying of, by when no, you're out, you're already, your mind has already changed. Nah, you, have you, ha, have, since when did you take it for no. granted my ability to hold a grudge? <laughs> that is true. I apologize. You're right Jesus. about that. Yeah. My buddy yeah. Alpha, I was on the phone with him yesterday. He's like, man, you can hold a grudge for life, huh? I said, yeah, <laughs> of course. Man, oh, man. Yeah, well, hopefully they catch this guy soon. It's been a while. He's, That's uh, one of those things where I, I feel like if I went through something like that, <laughs> Like, I'd be, I'd have, you know, like in, in the cartoons, you'd have a calendar, and you're just marking off the X's to the day you got out of there to where you can just take a stick to that guy's forehead and just crack it over his head. Right, right. Like, oh, you don't want to smack me now, do you? <laughs> oh, you're not so tough. <laughs> Hump. <laughs> Coming up around 12.15 or so, uh, the game Dead Guy in the Envelope. 
But a lot more to talk about before then. We're Roger and JP on the bone. Hey to the lunch crew. What's up? Be right back. Feeling like a dad. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.